We are going to be continuing in our series that we started several weeks ago. I believe this is week six of this series. And we are going through God's Big Ten. We're talking about God's Ten Commandments that He gave us, becoming people of godly character. And in order for us to do that, we should follow the Ten Commandments. And before we dive into it, if you will, bow your heads with me one more time. Heavenly Father, Lord, we ask right now that you will speak to us. Speak so our ears can hear, Lord. Speak so my heart opens. And speak, Lord, so that we may live a changed life for your glory. And it's in your holy name that we pray. Amen. Well, the Brothers Grimm tell a story. And it's one of their fairy tales. And it's a story about a, a father and a, and, a, and a wife and a son. And they live in this little house all by themselves. And one day the, the father recognized that his, his elderly father needed assistance. And so he brought him into the house and he says, dad, you're going to live with us. And so time has gone on and the dad's living there. But as time progressed, the dad needed more and more assistance and more help. And so at dinner time, they'd sit a bowl in front of him and his hands, very feeble and very shaky, would try to feed himself. And as the spoon would get to his mouth, he would sometimes slip and the soup or whatever it was that he was eating would go down his chin or out of the corners of his mouth. And this frustrated his daughter-in-law and she would get very angry with him and yell at him, why are you so disgusting, she would say. And the old man wouldn't say anything. And he would just sit there and stop eating. And then the next day, dinner time would come. And the same thing would happen. And he would try his hardest to eat. But he was very feeble and very old. Until one day, he's sitting at the dinner table and, and his grandson brings him the bowl, all chipper as grandsons are. And here you go, Grandpa, and sits the bowl in front of him. And the grandfather takes his seat. And as he's taking his seat, he has to support himself. And he accidentally hits the bowl and the soup goes everywhere. And the daughter-in-law says, enough. You want to eat like an animal? Then you can go eat with the animals. So she fixes him a plate and puts it on the ground next to the dog's bowl and says, that's where you can eat. And so the old man, very discouraged and distraught, but doesn't say a word, gets up and goes and sits on the ground and eats his food. Well, one day... The grandfather was taking his bowl over to the corner where he knew he was supposed to eat and he sits on the ground and having shaky hands, he spills his bowl again. And the daughter-in-law says, that's it. Enough's enough. You wanna act this way? Act uncivilized, she said. I'm gonna treat you uncivilized. You can eat out in the trough with the outside animals. And so she goes outside, dumps his food in a trough, and says, that's where you eat. And the old man, he doesn't say anything. Just goes outside and starts eating out of the trough. Until one day, the dad of the young boy walks outside and it's a bright sunny day out and this young, and, and the grandson of the old man is out there working and he's cutting and he's, he's building this piece of wood, this, this object and, and the mom and dad are all proud and they're like, oh son, that's awesome. I'm so glad to see you working and, and they go outside and they're, son, what are you making? So that's so, that's so good, what is it? And he goes, well dad, 
I'm making a feeding trough for when you get old, you and mommy can share one. And the dad looked over at his wife with tears in his eyes. And that very night, the dad brought his father back in, sat him at the head of the table, and he says, Father, this is where you eat. This is where you belong, Dad. You see, it's a known fact in our, in our, in our culture, and I don't even want to say our culture. I have a tendency when I'm preaching to pick on America, to pick on our culture, because I, I live here, and so I know, but this is, this is a worldwide epidemic, and we understand that, that worldwide child abuse is this horrific fact that faces our, faces our world. And it seems like all the time when you open up the news, and if you want to be really depressed, by the way, watch the news regularly, because you will be very depressed. Because, there, I mean, it seems like we can't go a week without seeing a headline about some kind of child abuse, whether it's a parental neglect or, or a stranger abusing a child. And, and, and it seems like this is just a horrific reality that, that has plagued generation after generation. And, 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 and it's so sad, but, and, and we all talk about it, right? And we want to help the children. And I'm not going to say anything about that. Let's please, let's find a way to end this. But there's also a known fact that isn't so known, I was reading this several years ago, and this is a statistic that really caught me off guard. And I pulled the article back out as I was reviewing this sermon, and I thought, you know what, that's really fitting. I need to share this. And though we broadcast child abuse, what we don't broadcast is that there are roughly 80 or 8 million parents a year that are abused by their children. 8 million parents a year. Now, I didn't, I, I was trying to find it again because I had it tucked away in my articles that I have. I print off articles and I stick them in a folder. And I was trying to figure out where the statistics range and, uh, on ages, but then I realized, you know what? That doesn't matter whether they're adults or children. Uh, kids should never be abusing their parents, ever. In the book of Romans, chapter 1, I was reading, and Paul, he, he, lists, he has a whole list here of sins that he talks about, about how, how people will be living whenever they, they don't have God in their lives. And I, and I want you to hear this. He says, they have become filled with every kind of wickedness, he says. Evil, greed, depravity, they are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossip, slanders. Listen, he says, they are God-haters. He says they are arrogant. They are boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. Well, that sounds terrible, doesn't it? I mean, look at that. He says, murders. He says, they're so arrogant and boastful. They, they, they're, they're, they're so proud of who they are that they invent ways of being evil and of doing evil. But he doesn't stop there. Listen to what he says very next. He says, they invent ways of doing evil, and he says, they disobey their parents. Did you hear that? On the list that he, he says they're murderers. They have strife, deceit, malice, greed, evil. They invent ways of doing evil. Oh, and by the way, they disobey their parents. On a list of some of the most horrific things that we can imagine, the New Testament goes all the way back to the Old Testament. Go to Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. Let's read it together, shall we? Or you can follow along. I'll read it to you. Honor your father and your mother. Highlight it, underline it, bold it, do whatever you need to. Honor your father and your mother 
so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Church, listen to me. In this one commandment, this fifth commandment that we're reading, God talks about the foundational need of our society. Honor thy father and mother. It is the foundational need of our society. It is the foundational need of every child. And listen to me, it is the foundational need of every parent. So let's take a closer look at it, if you will. You see, the first four commandments that we've had, right, I've been talking about God's relation or our relationship with God. That's the first four commandments. He says, look, if you want to be this person of character, everything starts with, my, with your relationship with me. All right? If you want to be these godly people, what, what we call people of godly character, if you want to be that, then it starts with your relationship with God. God says, I need you to have a relationship with me long before anything else falls into place. You've got to have the relationship with me. So what does he say? He says, put me first. You saw no no other gods before me. First come, things come first. No other gods come before me. He says, you shall not even make an, anything to resemble an idol. He says, I, I am so jealous for you. He says, I don't want anything to go before me. I don't want you to even fashion anything that looks like me because you won't even come, come close to it. And then he says, look, it is so, I am so serious about this that you shall not even misuse the, my name. You see, our God is so amazing that we, I mean, his name should be cherished and loved. And then we talked about it last week, if you remember, keeping the Sabbath, keeping it holy. The first commandment instructed us to remember who he was, recall what he's done, reject all competitors. And we learned that God is so jealous for us that he wants our exclusive devotion. The third commandment is God is so awesome and almighty that his name should be cherished. And the fourth commandment, God is giving us a maintenance schedule to enable us to maintain peak performance in our spiritual walk, longevity in running the course, and dependability in future service. It is about us loving God and doing his will. It's the first four commandments. And then the last six commandments are how we should treat each other. And it seems like when we talk about the 10 commandments, this is when it starts getting really personal and everyone gets real quiet. You see, we, we, we say amen and we praise, yes, put God first, yes, absolutely. But then we start talking about how we should treat each other and everyone looks down, preacher, you better not be looking at me. Mm-hmm. But God, he says, look, the greatest commandment is love the Lord your God, but the second is love your neighbor. Listen to me, church, we gotta learn to love one another. And here's what's interesting about this fifth commandment, is this fifth commandment bridges the first four and the last five. So God says, look, you gotta love me and you gotta love others, but there's a bridge in between there. He says, you've got, this is the foundational need of our society. He says, look, you've gotta learn how to, before you can ever learn how to treat other people, you've gotta learn how to treat your parents and parents, you've gotta learn how to treat your kids right. He says, it starts at home. Your children will never go become people of godly character unless it starts at home. The, ch- the church can only do so much for your kids. We get them what? Two, we do have Wednesday nights here, which is awesome. So what do we get them? Two and a half hours out of the week? There's only so much we can do. I can talk to them blue in my face and, uh, for two and a half hours a week, but you want them to be raised as godly people. It starts with us. 
And trust me, I'm a parent, so I'm preaching to myself here too, okay? Because listen to me, we learn, kids learn to relate to God through their parents. Starts at home. Now, I know this is not true for everyone. I know some people are, when I, when I, when I preach this, I know some people are thinking, well, pastor, my parents weren't godly people, and, and, and I'm sorry about that, okay? But that, that's not an excuse for you if you're a parent, Okay? There's a point in time when we gotta step up and be like, you know what, I gotta take, I gotta take responsibility for my own actions. But for, 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 for a good handful of people, we learn to relate to God through our parents, right? It's our parents who taught us, what, the Sunday school songs, Jesus Loves Me, all right? How many of our parents taught us that? Or, or the B-I-B-L-E, and they taught us the Bible stories, and they took us to church, and they taught us how to pray. A lot of times, what we, what we find is mom and dad are the skylight to where children first experience God. Children experience God through their parents. They see God through the lens of their parents. How we treat our kids, what we do, what we teach them. And what we also do is we learn how to treat others by our parents. At home is where you learn how to, how to, how to speak correctly to adults, right? Respectfully to adults. It's where you learn how to have communication skills. It's where you learn manners. It's where you learn common decency. All from the parents and from the family. Becoming people of character. Listen to me, church. I need you to hear me. Children and parents, it starts at home. If you're not doing it at home, how can we expect our kids to do it out there? In God's plan, the family is the building block of society. Did you hear me? In God's plan, the family is the building block of society. He starts off by saying, you gotta, every individual has to put me first, but then we gotta treat each other right. And if you wanna treat each other right, if you wanna learn how to do that, you gotta start off by learning how to be a family. And if the family system crumbles, guess what happens? Society crumbles. Are we not seeing that right now? It's sad, isn't it? We want to blame, church, listen to me, church. We want to blame society, all the society, all the devil. No, listen to me, it starts here. It starts at home. We've got to get home right before we can ever expect society to get right. Have I convicted you enough yet this morning? I haven't even got to my point yet. Church, listen to me, it starts at home. And so this fifth commandment, listen to me, it, it is a direct command to children, whether you're living at home or you're on your own, whether you are a child in here this morning or you are a grown adult. Listen to me, this is a direct command to you as a child. It says, honor your father and your mother. It said, listen to me, when we say honor, we tend to give, give respect and loyalty and obedience to people that we think have earned it, right? That's what we do. When we say the word honor, okay, yes, I'm gonna give my love, my respect, my loyalty, because that person over there has earned it. But what we have forgotten, and I want us to notice, is that parents are not to be honored by what they have done. They're to be honored because they are your parents. Plain and simple. They're your parents, you've gotta honor them. Well, this person over here has earned it. I don't care, you can honor them too. But they are your parents. You better learn to honor them. And so what I'm going to do this morning is I'm going to give you five 
things that you can do, five ways that will help you honor your parents, okay? So if you are sitting next to your child right now, I need you to nudge them and say, you better listen, okay? Look at your children, whether they're grown adults or not, nudge them and say, you better listen. And children in here, whether you're grown or a child, I need you to look at your mom and dad and say, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. Okay? And if you're not sitting with your parents, parents, send them a text message because we all know they're going to be on their phones. Okay? Send them a message. Hey, I need you to listen to the preacher right now. Okay? Are we listening? Parents, you're a child too. I need you to listen. Step number one is respect their role. Plain and simple, you gotta respect their role. King David, he, he wrote in Psalms, he said, to teach their children so the next generation would know them, even the children yet to be born. And they in turn will teach their children. Then they would put their trust in God and would not forget his deeds, but would keep his commands. The parents are to be the spokesmen for God. If, you are, if, you, if your children are to see God, they are to see him through you right? That's your role as a parent, is we are to be the spokesman for God. Parents are to tell of God's stories, and we are to teach of God's law. That is our command as parents. Those of you who are parents in here, listen to me, you've got a heavy burden on your shoulders. You do. This is a heavy weight to carry. But children, listen to me, you better respect that role. They are your parents' Right? To, our purpose, one purpose is to plant the seed of faith in our children and our grandchildren, regardless how, how well of a job they've done or how poor of a job they have done. Listen to me, you've got to respect their role. Because I know what some of you are thinking here. Well, Pastor, my parents were awful. My parents didn't teach me about God, they don't deserve respect. Church, listen to me. I empathize with you. I, 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 I don't know what that, I, listen, my parents were awesome, okay? So I cannot preach from a perspective where I know where you're at. I don't, I cannot tell you I know where you're at. But what I can tell you is this, they're still your parents. They're still your parents. You still gotta give them your love. You still gotta, you, you've gotta respect their role. They may, I gotta say it this way, they may be rotten people, but you still gotta respect their role. You may not respect what they've done, but they're still your parents. They still gave you life. They brought you into this world. Children, listen to me. Those are your parents. We've got to learn to respect them and love them. We've got to give them that respect. And so what I wanted to do this morning is I wanted to share with you that, that, that parental respect is mandated by God. He says it right here. He says, honor your father and your mother. It's a direct command by God. And so I'm gonna give you some practical advice here. And, and parents, if you, if you feel so led, you can say amen to these, all right? Listen to what, respect is being obedient to them. Can I get an amen to that one? I got a five-year-old, she acts like she's 15. I woke her up this morning, she growled at me. I'm like, where did that come from? That's from your aunt, my sister. I said, man, I, I, you're a carbon copy of your aunt, sweetheart. I said, get out of bed, and she growled at me. I'm like, what in the world? The Bible says obey your parents. <clears throat> Listen to me, kids. You want to show your parents respect, obey them. Obey your parents. Obedience shows them honor. Obedience shows them respect. They tell you to do something, do it. 
Honor your parents by respecting them and then, or, or, or obeying them. And then respect, listen to me, is speaking kindly to them or speaking kindly of them. Respect their role. Speak kindly to them. I know we've all been in fights with our parents. We've all said things we regret. That doesn't mean you have to keep doing it. Speak kindly to them and don't talk bad about them behind their back. Come on, guys. Those are your parents. Respect them. Obey them, talk kindly about them, and respect them by telling the truth. Those are three things that you can do to respect the role of your parents. By simply obeying them, talk kindly to them and about them, and don't lie to your parents. Oh, I hate being lied to. I'm not, that's another commandment coming up here very soon. Don't lie to your parents. Come on, guys. Give your parents the respect by being honest with them. There was a, a little girl... That, and, and those of you who are parents are going to understand this. She kept making excuses not to go to bed. How many of you parents have ever experienced that, right? So this little girl, she kept making excuses. She says, well, well, I, well I'm thirsty, Mommy. Okay, okay, you're, you're thirsty. That's, okay, I'll give you something to drink. She says, well, Mommy, now i got to go potty. Okay, Mommy, can I have a cookie? No. And so she kept making all these excuses, kept making all these excuses. And finally, the mom said, enough, you're going to bed. So she turns off the light and the, mom, and the mom leaves and the little girl, at one last attempt, she looks out the window and she sees something and she got real scared. She goes, mommy, I need you to come back in here really fast. Come here, mommy, help me. And the mom rushes in there. She swings the door up and turns, what's wrong? She goes, there's a lion in the back. She goes, there's a big lion out in the backyard. I need, can I sleep with you? And mom goes, listen to me. And she got real upset and she spanked her daughter and says, you're not supposed to lie. She says, don't you ever lie to me. And the little girl in tears said, oh, oh, okay, mommy. So she went to sleep. And she woke up and she went into the kitchen where her mom was that next morning and she sat down at the table and the mom looked at her and says, well, are you sorry? And the little girl goes, well, mommy, I prayed. And Jesus thought that yellow dog was a lion too. Listen to me, be honest with your parents. The little girl is honest, but listen to me. We've got to respect their role. And secondly, we've got to forgive their failures church, listen to me, and this is, this is a point that I did not understand until I was a parent, okay? Your, your parents are not perfect. Your parents aren't perfect, church. The, 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 the role of a parent is very hard, it's ve- and I don't know that many that are perfect at it, if there are any that are perfect at it. It's an amazing responsibility, yes, those of you who are parents in here, can I get an amen to that? Oh my goodness, I never knew what, I never knew what love was till I held my little girl. Oh my goodness, there's so much love, and then I go to bed and realize I am just failing as a father. I'm like, why did I do that today, or why didn't I do this, that, or the other? Listen to me, none of us are perfect. Your parents are going to fail. And those who are wrestling, well, pastor, you don't know. I I get it. I don't know what your parents did. I can never know what your parents did. But through the power of the Holy Spirit, you can offer them forgiveness. And the Lord God Almighty can take that anger and bitterness away from you, and he can help heal that relationship, church. I'm sorry if they hurt you but we've got to forgive them. That angerness and that bitter that you are harboring, it'll only kill you. If you want to have freedom from that past, you've got to go to God and allow him to teach you forgiveness and he will remove that from you. Because church, there are no perfect parents. 
There are no perfect parents. All we can do is we try our best. So we've got to respect their roles and we've got to forgive their failures. And number three is we've got to value their advice. In Proverbs chapter 13, it says, a wise man accepts his father's discipline, but a scoffer does not listen to rebuke. We've got to value their advice and we've got, listen, we've, we must learn to obey. Even when, they do, even when we don't understand it, we've got to obey them. Well, well, why is mom and dad telling me this? You don't got to understand it. You just got to close this, open these. I, I, I love it. I always, I always tell Addison, I said, God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason. And she just stares at me like, what are you talking about, Dad? But listen, listen, grown-up children, God gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason. Sometimes we need to close this and open this. Even when we don't understand it, we're still called to obey them. It's where the yes, sir, yes, ma'am come in, and we go and do it. Obey your parents even when you disagree with them. Listen to them. Parents, give your kids advice. Instruct them. Because listen to me, what you will realize is as you grow older and as you accept the call on your life from God, there will be things that God gives you that you just don't understand. There will be times when you're going through a trial and you just don't understand it. And you're sitting there kicking and screaming. I have done it time and time again. And my wife just sits there and looks at me and goes, you've got to just obey. And sometimes I'm thinking, well, I just don't, I don't understand. What obeying your parents without understanding always does is it teaches us there will be times when we don't understand God, but we just got to obey him because he is our father in heaven, amen? And listen to me, when we learn to do that, say, yes, God, I will do it. I may not understand it, but I know you're going to reveal it later on. It prevents the enemy from stepping in and whispering in your ear, it's okay to disobey him. Because the enemy doesn't want us to obey God because he knows there is power in God's people following God. And so when we, when we listen to our parents' advice and we obey them, what we're doing is we are training ourselves for future when God gives us his command that we may not understand, but we know that we have to follow it. Parents, teach it to your kids. Give them advice. Paul says this, and, and I believe it's in Colossians, children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. If you do not learn to value your parents' advice, it will be very hard for you to value, to value God's. We've got to learn to value our parents' advice so we can value God's. Respect their role, forgive their failures, value their advice, and affirm their efforts. I cannot emphasize this enough. We are not perfect, and we need to affirm our parents' efforts. Our parent, your parents are trying their hardest, guys. There was, a, there was a man, a young father, and he was in the grocery store, and he was pushing his toddler son in the cart, and the toddler was just throwing a fit. How many of you parents in here have ever experienced that? that? There is nothing that you can do to console them right now. They're just throwing a fit, so you know what? You just say to yourself, oh well, I just gotta get to the groceries, I gotta get the stuff. And so here, here he is, his father, pushing his cart, and the kid's just kicking and screaming in the cart, and he's, just, and he's, he's talking to him, he says, he says Freddie, just, just calm down, Freddie, it's okay, Freddie, it's gonna be okay. Freddie, listen to me you just got to calm down and as he's going through the story he keeps repeating it Freddie just calm down Freddie it's going to be okay and then there's this little old lady comes up to him and she puts her hand on his shoulder and she goes young man I'm so proud of you and, and the man looks and goes for what and she goes just well how well and how calm you are with little Freddie even though he's throwing a fit and she looks over at him and goes ma'am I'm Freddie 
How many parents have been there before, right? You're just walking through. Come on, just, they're throwing their fit. Just make it through. Just, just make it through the grocery store, all right? Listen to me, church. Your parents are doing their best. We try and we try and listen to me. We are going to fail as parents. It's a hard reality, but we are going to fail. Kids, listen to me. Your parents are trying their best. Let them know you love them. Let them know you care about them. Let them know, hey, I appreciate what you're doing. All right? We've got to affirm their efforts because the enemy sets into parents. And parents, you know what I'm talking about here. The enemy wants to set in and give us discouragement and tell us that we're not doing a good enough job. He wants to tell us we're failures. The enemy hates us. Listen to me, kids grown adults in here, teenagers, affirm your parents' efforts. They're trying their hardest, okay? They're, they're, they're working their tails off. Proverbs chapter 23 says, your mother is old, show her, or when your mother is old, show her your appreciation. Show your parents some appreciation. Send them a card, send them a text. Just say, hey, mom, I love you. Hey, dad, I appreciate what you've done for me. That's all it takes, guys. It doesn't need to, you don't need to go above and beyond. Just a simple, you don't even have to say anything. Just walk up and give your mama a hug and to see what happens. They love it. I love it when my daughter Addison walks up, gives me a hug, and I said, oh, what's that for? She goes, oh, I just love you, and walked away. I about started bawling right there watching Netflix. I'm like, well, what do you want, sweetie? I'll give you anything you want now. At this point, all she did, give me a hug. She goes, daddy, I love you. And she went to the other room. I'm like, no, come back. <laughs> just affirm their efforts, church. And lastly, so we need to respect their role. We need to forgive their failures. We need to value their advice. And then we need to affirm their efforts. And lastly, we need to meet their needs. And this specifically is geared towards grown adults and their parents. And this applies particularly to them. Paul tells children this, to make, to make some return to their parents, for this is acceptable in the sight of God. Church, listen to me. There will come a point in time when you have to take care of your parents. There will come a time where your parents need you. I was reading this week that in some cultures, the aged were considered unproductive. They only consumed and rarely contributed. They were considered insignificant to the family and the community. And a lot of times what they would find, these were in agricultural economies, and they said the old folks couldn't help, so they were just discarded. They were just left alone. You can't help, you're not gonna eat. And what the fifth commandment says is that you don't measure worth by what you produce, worth is found in who you are. It's who you are, those are your parents. Take care of them, take care of them. I saw a funny meme on Facebook and it says, don't give your parents a hard time because you have to teach them technology. They taught you how to use a spoon. Listen to me, your parents raised you, your parents took care of you, your parents loved you. Your parents love you. And there may come a point in time when you gotta take care of your parents. Don't be resentful towards it. Don't be bitter about it. Listen to me. Love them through it. Help them and meet their needs. And you could probably add to this list, I understand that, but these are just the five major bases that I could come up with out of this. Honor is distributed in respecting their roles, forgiving their failures, valuing their advice, and affirming their efforts and meeting their needs. We've got to respect and honor your parents, church. You see, this is a direct command to parents. And all children in here, I hope you were listening. From the youngest to the oldest. But in this commandment, 
there is also an indirect command to parents. Parents, listen to me. We've got to teach honor. We have to teach it. We, we can't expect the church to do everything to them, for them. We can't expect the schools to do everything. We've got to do it. In Deuteronomy chapter six, Moses says, these commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Mom, dad, listen to me this morning. Are you taking seriously the challenge of being a parent? Are you taking seriously the role of the Christian parent? You've gotta teach honor. But it's not about what we say always. More often than not, parents must live honorably. You listening, parents? Honor your father and mother, kids. But parents, listen to me. Let's give them something to honor. You cannot leave here every Sunday and talk to your kids on the way home. You've got to do this. Listen to what the preacher said. Listen to what the preacher said. We've got to follow God's commandments and then turn around on Monday and live completely different than what we're saying. Kids hear what you're saying. I, I remember a lot of what my dad said and what my mom said. You know what I remember more? What they did. They prayed with us. Every time the church doors were open, I was there. Sometimes kicking and screaming, I was that toddler in the cart. But I remember they read scripture to us. They prayed with us. I'm a preacher today because of it. Church, if you want your kids to grow up and be people of godly character, you've got to model it. And that's a big weight to carry. But nowhere have I found that it said parenthood's easy. It's hard. But if we want our kids to grow up and be strong men and women of Christ, we've got to teach them how to do it by the way we live our life. Worship team, if you guys would, come on up. Remember, children, we've got to honor our parents, and parents, we've got to live honorably. As they're coming up, if you would, stand to your feet with me, and let's get ready to worship again.